You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder! (laughs) We are live from Bishop Ryan Catholic School. We're still in my third period class, but we are moving on to a very special interview this afternoon. We have St. Leo's Catholic Church uh, renovation going, and a huge part of the renovation that we have done, which has been a five-year process, uh, $7.5 million in a five-year process, uh, which began with uh, me and Mrs. Grace Fisher, who is sitting here uh, in studio with us, I should say in school with us, and she wrote our history, which consists well, of two volumes, and I would say, what, at least five, 500 pages uh, of 110 years of, or even longer, because it goes back to the original church. So, Grace, this morning, um, maybe you could just share with us how you went about the process of at least writing book one. Where did that start for you? Well, um, it began with Father Justin asking me to do this history. Uh, and in accepting that job, um, I hearkened back to a modest little history that I'd written in 1986. It's a poor little thing. But I thought <laughs> doing this one, I could maybe <clears throat> correct some of the mistakes and extend it, make it a little more, more meaningful. And so I took it on. And... Uh, it was a challenge, yes, but it was a challenge I enjoyed, a labor of love, so to speak. And uh, in that first volume, uh, I included some other minot history. It, it had to be in there. And uh, I went back into the 1880s uh, when missionaries were first coming into the territory. They didn't get into the Minot area until, well, about the mid-80s, and I took it from there uh, with early settlers and the first sign of a Catholic church. It Which wasn't was, really a church. It was just a place right, if, where if they you, said Mass. You look at the pictures from that time, and, and it was. It was just one of those little tiny country churches uh, that was just out there, you know, when, when Minot literally was a prairie. I know one thing, I, and I've read through this history numerous times, it has uh, helped me uh, uh, renovate the church because we've wanted to stay in suit, if you will, to a lot of the original sort of founding principles uh, that Monsignor Joseph Wraith built uh, St. Leo's upon architecturally. Uh, but what's been a really pleasant surprise for me is, 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 is a lot of that stuff that was put in uh, to our history that was about Minot. So, for example, kids, we still got the class full of, of students here. Did you know that Minot, North Dakota was uh, named after a guy by the name of Henry Minot? So it'd be like Justin Waltz. You know, it'd be like the town of Waltz. Right, so this guy, he, he was uh, part of Burlington Northern Railroad, 
And I believe that the the owner of the the railroad wanted to honor him in a particular way, so they named this stop after Henry Minot. And then the first, you know, it, it, it's it, it, the interesting part about Minot is it really is this town in the middle of nowhere, and the rail brought everybody in. So it, as Grace says so eloquently in her uh, uh, discourse on early Minot, it was a town initially where people were like running away from debt running away from their wives, wives from their husbands, uh, you know, running away from the law. You know, I mean, it was like the Wild West back in, in the late 1800s, and it was just sort of this outpost uh, of the railroad itself, and that's where our original church was built. And then how many pastors did we have during that time? It was probably... Well, various pastors that were assigned, and they couldn't handle the wild territory. Or they died. Or they died, yes. <laughs> uh, one man died of... Uh, in of typhoid typhoid and Vincent Worley was then a priest that came in here from Devil's Lake Vincent Worley who wound up to be the first bishop of the Bismarck Diocese who also was a pastor of St. Leo's Catholic Church yes Yes. Which is amazing when you and think about the, the age of that church. church. Right, that little country country mm-hmm. church. And so, I mean, the, the, this church goes back you know, well over 100 years. The church that we're in right now is 110 years old. And you think about the sheer amount of history during a century that could happen. I mean, it's just hearkening back to the fact that not only did our one of our first pastors become a bishop, the first bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck, but now, the last pastor of St. Leo's Catholic Church, now Bishop Austin Vetter, was in fact Father Austin Vetter and pastor of, of, of uh, St. Leo's, and my pastor when I was associate there. So we've had two bishops out of the church. So you moved through those original days. Uh, you went through the two first main pastors, and then just subsequently walked historically through the archives, or where did you get a lot of this information? Well, a lot of this information was carried in one way or another in the Minot Daily News and in other so early early newspapers. They're archives then. And the uh, microfilm. Did you have to go get microfilm? No, I didn't have to deal with that. Oh. Fortunately, <laughs> um, and our own archives had some history. Yep. Um, and I used a whole lot of other sources. Uh, let's see, various other sources that provided bits and pieces of information that putting I could the story leave together in there and use. Not to mention your own your your own memory. Yeah, my own memory had a little ex- bit of stuff. There. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot up there. So that then subsequently gave way to the second volume, and I'll say, I I just want to encourage people listening out there, if you are a person who's a historian, and your church doesn't have its history written, especially if it's an old one, go to your pastor, and if you're up for the job, say, you know, I'd I'd like to meet, it doesn't necessarily need to be, uh, you know, the massive undertaking that Mrs. Fisher has done here, but even a small history is better than nothing, because it allows the people... 
uh, of your particular parish to understand where you're from and the charisms that you've been built on. I know we sold Grace's history uh, after Mass in all four parishes, and, well, we probably distributed a 1,000 copies by the time it was all over. So you, no, we've, ne- we've never had a 1,000 <laughs> copies. There he goes with his hyperbole. I know. We, we want to thank, <laughs> thank Mrs. Fisher for being on the show today. Thank you, Grace, for coming and all the work that you've done for St. Leo's. Thank you. And next we're going to be going around the world in 60 seconds, so please stay tuned. We got a whopper of the final show for you when we get back right after this break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 